is Upbeat with beatboxer, musician, speaker, and show host, Parker K. Hey guys, welcome to Upbeat, and thank you very much for being here and for listening in today. If you would, please follow the podcast wherever you're listening to it right now. And if you like the show, leave an Upbeat review that is always super appreciated, so thank you for that. Uh, today's guests, Anne Merritt and Ben Marcos, are two absolutely phenomenal people with an incredible story that is inspiring and it motivated me when I first heard it and when I first heard about them, and I know that it will inspire you as well. Uh, and also, I just want to make this clear, but these are the two, the first two guests that I met on Clubhouse originally and then brought them here to Upbeat. Uh, They're the first two. So I am kind of posting these episodes a little bit out of order here. Uh, but these two incredible women were the first two people that I met on Clubhouse and then brought them here to Upbeat. And it's just really fun to kind of know that, that and reminisce on that. It's been, uh, I mean, two months now since I first first spoke with them. And I'm just really, really happy to be, to be finally sharing this episode with you. Uh, and and I, we could get into their story. I could do a recap of their story right now. I could share more with you about You and I Paint, which is their company. Uh, but I think it's just better heard from them. So without further ado, let's get into it. Ben and thank you guys, both of you very much for being on Upbeat. I appreciate you. Thank, Thank you, you for having, having us. us. Oh, gosh. <laughs> we'll be finishing each other's sentences, so get ready for that. <laughs> awesome. Super excited about this. Thank you very much for, for meeting with me. Um, I originally met Ben on Clubhouse, and you're actually, I'm going to have a lot of guests from Clubhouse, but you guys are the first guests uh, to come on my podcast that I met through Clubhouse. So I, far, I first wanted to start with, what are your thoughts of Clubhouse so far? I love it. I love Clubhouse so much. We've made some really great connections on there. Um, it's it's very addicting. <laughs> so I'm trying not to be on it as much as like before, but it's amazing. Like, I mean, we make great connections. Look at you. We're speaking with you right now. So this is great. Yeah, just to add to that... Um, it's very insightful. Sometimes I'm like, oh my God, am I hearing this? Like without actually paying for uh, the, you know, the content, the, the value you're sharing. Mm -hmm. It's the kind of stuff that you normally would, you know, opt in or register or like join uh, an actual seminar online to hear uh, the information that they share. But obviously, um, I try to keep my following clean so that like I'm only participating in the subjects that I'm interested in learning. Whereas like, if you're going to follow everybody on clubhouse, it just kind of filters to a whole weird mishmash of things. Yeah. I guess that's the one thing I got to get on. Cause I just follow everyone that follows me. I'm the cooler. <laughs> I don't follow everyone. <laughs> but it's amazing. I love it. And I've definitely made some great connections. Yes. So 100%. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah, same here. I'm super, super grateful for the app. I mean, we wouldn't be having this podcast episode without that app and being able to connect there. Um, so just wanted to shed some light there. But uh, to get this thing started, I was wondering if you guys wouldn't mind just introducing yourselves to the listeners. Uh, and then in doing so, just we'll start with story. I love starting with story. So if you could share your story, like, uh, your background and where you or how you got to where you are today. Well, I mean, honestly, my our story is 
pretty much aligned. We're not too far off, um, but we can't will. We're the same person. Did you say that? Yeah. We're the same person. We're almost the same person. There's some differences, but like our backgrounds, I mean, we obviously were born in Baghdad, Iraq. Um, I was born in 1990. My sister was born in 1988. Mm-hmm. And we left Iraq in 19... Wow. 1997. Whoa. I can't believe you want to go that technical. Okay. okay. <laughs> and then we actually lived in Turkey for three years. Um, a huge up and down. I mean, like we had ups and downs, um, where like we lived in like really poor areas and then we had to like technically flee from Iraq, but immigrated. So it's kind of like, not like your typical refugee story. We actually sat on an airplane and we, uh, flew to Turkey for three years with no school we didn't go to school in turkey so it's just like a whole crazy fun adventurous life there i, then, I gotta sorry to interrupt i saw your yeah. your instagram stories you guys had quite the outfits too i just wanted to put that out there <laughs> yeah so basically what it was um <laughs> yeah when, see what Anne was what Anne is saying that by up and down she means like back home we weren't poor we actually came from a very wealthy family and um because we had to do the immigration it was like an overnight thing um something to do with my dad's work but we basically had to leave within i don't know was it a month and when we left and lived in turkey we basically lived in the slums it was really really bad i'm not sure what happened but we were not we had struggles financially and those outfits that you were talking about, they were just clothes that were donated to us by churches. So we didn't have a lot of options there. But as kids, I don't think it really mattered to us. Our, we have amazing parents. Our parents are great. So they never really made us feel poor. They always made us feel like we were the richest people in the block. So we actually walked around feeling like we were probably, you know, we didn't have any of those uh, struggles financially we didn't have to worry about the stress that they worried about so we had an amazing experience despite how poor we were but turkey we have some amazing memories that we made there and can't wait to visit i'm so excited that one day i'll take my kids and i'll even take them to the neighborhood that we lived in and just be like you know this is where mommy lived (laughs) yes fast forward we moved to canada in 2001 And um, we got married to amazing partners and both Ben and I have two girls each. Um, It feels like we have four kids because we're constantly together with all four girls. Mm -hmm. Like when I say constant, I mean day and night, every single day of the week. So um, we try to give them some quarantine adventure every now and then so they'll come to my house and we'll go to Ben's house and they'll come to my house (laughs) it's amazing Um, but no fast forward we another fast forward we studied architecture in Canada and then uh, we were working our corporate you know your usual nine-to-five for over 10 years and um, I'll, I'll let Ben continue to how we discovered our passion (laughs) yeah so uh, basically what we were talking about uh earlier parker how like our parents pushed us into the nine to five because um 
you know, coming from Turkey, immigrating to Canada, they really wanted us to have that stability. So my dad, you know, he always thought, hmm, become an engineer, do this or do that. And we kind of listened, even though we enjoyed painting our entire life, because my dad was an artist. Yeah. So Anne and I grew up painting and uh, we never even thought about doing that as a career because... I can't, there's not many options, right? Unless you're just an artist, yeah. just an artist, <laughs> the most amazing thing ever. Like I would dream to be just an artist and um, we just wanted to have the job and we just wanted to have the money just to be normal. So we studied architecture. I graduated from architectural technology. My sister was a mechanical engineer. We did it for 10 years straight and I mean, I enjoyed it. I worked with some really amazing people, amazing firms. It was great. And um, just about two years ago, I feel like that wasn't enough for both of us. We had this conversation many, many times over and over. And we decided, you know what? We need to start a business together because we're sisters. We get along. We we are very similar. We're like the same person. Anne and I did everything together. Yeah. And the one thing that was combining us career-wise was uh well we thought our creativity we're very creative and we thought about starting a sip and paint company so just last march in the middle of the pandemic um i quit my job earlier before that because i wanted you know i just wanted to start something and then um but then Anne and I got together and we thought about the second paint. We started virtually first. So I we started and then she quit her job. So once we uh, had it all together, we had a business plan and then we started virtually. Then uh, things started to pick up um, in the summer. So last summer of 2020, we had our first in-person event and it was actually in my backyard. <laughs> we were so excited to have some friends come over because we were like testing it out and it was amazing. And ever since, um, things just grew. We partnered up with amazing uh, wineries and we were having these beautiful, massive events like sip and paint with music, with entertainment. And it, we just want people to enjoy the whole experience. Like a, what did you call it the other day? Like a 4D yeah, like, like a fourth dimension experience. Yeah. Um, people, like, whenever they come to our events, um, they get to eat good food. The environment is extremely picturesque. There's music. Like, the ambiance itself is just beautiful. Because every time we've ever painted, I would always call Ben, be like, Ben, where are you painting? And she'd be like, I'm watching, you know, the sunset. Or like, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, man, I'm, I'm just visual. in my basement. I'm just so <laughs> visual. It's funny because um, we, uh, so like my sister-in-law or like a friend of mine would be like, hey, man, like, can I come over to paint? Because I have all the supplies. Like, I have a canvas. I have everything here. And then when they come over, I just want them to make sure that when they're painting, they're actually enjoying their time, not just painting. And like, I'm not just showing them how to paint or how to draw. Because I feel like you can just go to YouTube and do that. So I would literally like make a cheese board make them uh, get them a drink <laughs> and just like enjoy the chandelier. So, as you can see, like I have beautiful chandeliers in my house and I just want them to like feel the whole thing, the whole painting experience and just feel like an artist for just a couple of hours. So when we started our business together, that was one of the things it's like, okay, we want 
points to come, but we want them to really, really soak the whole thing in and just kind of enjoy it. And yeah. it's been amazing. I mean, Parker, like, you know, this may not be like uh, your expertise, but as mothers, um, it's really, really hard staying uh, true to your career during while you're obviously um, having kids. Because um, what happens is there's always a setback and you're not really advancing your career. And just, just when you're like ready to advance your career, you're pregnant and then you kind of have to stay home. Like us Canadians, unlike Americans, we can actually, um, so standard is one year or you can stay up to 18 months. And we just like to you know, stay home, making sure that the kids are obviously uh, fully loved and nurtured, you know, before we're back to work. And then besides, like daycare is really, really expensive. So there's like that whole um, transition that we had to make, like, you know, sister, we really have to do something. We can't just keep working. Um, We're like, we're having kids, but then at the same time, you're not really progressing in your career. You're kind of always like at that like Delayed. lower level uh, compared yeah. to your like coworkers, male coworkers, or like someone who's just not having any kids. And yeah, like we made the bold move to just start our own thing because also we're extremely passionate about painting. Uh, how do we not become starving artists is by transitioning in, into a business and enhance the sip and paint business. But obviously we wanted to kind of like glam it up and then convert it to like a, a upscale high end uh, sip and paint where like we part, like my sister said, we partnered with wineries, you know, you drink alcohol or not alcohol. Um, <laughs> I'm an alcoholist. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just the whole ambiance of stuff that we're after. And like we were having up to like 50 people during Orange Zone in Canada, um, which means very limited. We maximize our um, allow allowance. What's the word? Sorry, we speak like three, four languages. So <laughs> my, our English is coming out like like a toddler <laughs> the terminology is very limited so bear with us yeah actually maybe we should t- uh, tell it, like we're just babbling on but like um originally we are babylonians like my sister and i and our family we are from the ancient times like sumerians like this is like bc historical times like six thousand years ago wow. that's where we derive from so we're babylonians and, and we then, speak Aramaic. Uh, have you ever speak heard, Aramaic. I don't know if you've ever heard of that language, but it's really old. Yeah. yeah. We are very, we're like, uh, we're minority, obviously. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a minority woman. I'm a <laughs> Um No, I'm joking. I, I love where I come from, but uh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Very, very cool story, you guys. It is super moving. <laughs> It really, I mean, I know there's some funny moments and and things said, but really a moving story, inspiring story. Because I think also what's special about what you've decided to pursue is not only does it benefit you and your life, but you help others, which I think is so cool. Um, What are your guys' thoughts on, you know, the, the healing power that art has? I will go with this one. Um, so 
During COVID lockdown, Ben and I actually host uh, free virtual lessons. Uh, our classes can go up to 150 to 200 people per class. And we always encourage people to just unwind, uh, relax, you know, no pressure. And we go extremely like our pace is good because we've studied how people work and how long they need before they can complete a, a you know, like mm-hmm. a step in our, in our painting process. And the feedback that we've received is worth everything. Like everything yeah. we've had cancer patients that have come to our painting sessions in the past. And we've had people in tears and they said, I really needed this night, you know, just to kind of like, because what art is meant to do is literally mm-hmm. escape your reality. You know, just, just you, the canvas and your surrounding the music and you're just kind of going nuts, you know? Because art is it's a, it's a form of expressive. It's it, like it's a form of um, how do I explain it? You can express yourself through painting. Yeah. So there's actually therapeutic art. It it it's, it exists. Like it's a it's a thing where people go to therapy, but they paint. It's a form of healing. Yeah. So I think with that healing power. Um, and the art and the music and the wine Everything and the together. Drink, all together is meant to really, really, um, we literally, let you escape. we literally love our clients so much. We want them to have the best night of their entire, entire life. Like we just want them to, um, enjoy themselves and have an epic night and go home. We don't want them just to come and have another paint night. We just want it to be so different, so, um, you know, therapeutic and just enjoy the entire experience. So yeah, it's definitely got some power there. So I guess we answered your question in an extremely elongated way, (laughs) but it's just meant to be really therapeutic for the human soul. Yeah. Well, what's so cool too is, you know, so many people think they're not creative and- And they are creative. Creativity is something that is in all of us, right? Um, And it just got me thinking too, earlier in your story, you shared like the things you were studying in college. And uh, I had some roommates that were studying like mechanical engineering and stuff. And it's like, I couldn't even fathom studying something like that because I'm such a creative, I think, (laughs) in, in design and stuff like that. I don't think in math or numbers or putting things together, like what my friends were doing for their homework. So how was like, I guess there's two parts to this question, but how is um, pursuing something that wasn't as creative, even though you guys are so creative, like from within, what was that battle like? And then the second thing is, how how do you enjoy i guess sharing with people who aren't who think they're not creative that they actually are creative i'll take this one mm-hmm. okay so how is it being in a career that's not so creative so for me i i'm a, generally speaking i'm a very positive person and i'm just so happy so working um in a 
career that I'm not too passionate about. It's kind of boring. Um, I always find joy in the other small things, like the people. I really love the people that I work with and all my coworkers. And I just look forward to going to work, to be able to see my coworkers, say hello to them. It could be simple things like enjoying my coffee time and taking my breaks. And um, I try to find joy in the small things that are around me to be able to go on with my day. So, and I think that was part of the reason why I stayed doing what I wasn't too passionate about for 10 years. It's because I was trying to find joy in the little things. Um, and what was the second question? He's saying, how are people, you know, when you're not creative, you know, are Okay, so for the clients that come over and they have never painted a day in their entire life, um, we, we try to make it so easy for them. So we guide the session step by step. And it's funny because the ones that, you know, you haven't painted in your entire life, what I try to do is, or what I try to say when I'm leading the session is don't stress out and basically just let yourself do it. Just hold a brush, go with the steps. And even if you deviate away from the actual um, instructions and you just kind of do your own thing, you know, that was the whole point of art is that every single one of us actually has our inner artists in our own style too so depending on how you do your strokes and how you brush your you know use the brush your painting will always come out different so don't even stress about it your painting is never going to look like mine you have your own style and at the end like near the session when it's done if you step back and you look at everybody's work it's amazing everyone's got their own style and Every single painting looks gorgeous, done differently completely, you know? So you just have to um, not stress out and just let your inner eyes come out. Absolutely love that. Um, I wanted to ask too, I think we might've grazed over this part or maybe you guys said it and I just missed it, but how old were you guys when you first started, started painting? Like when did that first become a passion for you? So... I think it's literally as little as toddlers. Um, so our father is an engineer uh, by background, but he was also a painter. He actually would paint 20 foot paintings uh, of Saddam, like the, uh, the president of Iraq, and they would be in the city of Baghdad. So my, yeah. my father used road intersections. Yeah. It was amazing. Like we would drive around as kids and my dad would be like, I painted that and I yeah. painted that. And then we'd yeah. be like so proud. <laughs> so having said that, um, and it's really important actually as parents to always have um, supplies and encouragement constantly and available for your kids. For instance, like our father had always... Uh, made available like paintbrushes and paint and blah, blah, blah. And he was never strict in terms of like the mess we made. Um, and, and I try to translate that with my kids. So we don't have our basement finished. And then literally I'll take my uh, toddler to the basement and be like, here you go. Here's your brushes. Here's your paint. Go wild. Here's a canvas. And through that, um, she just develops her creativity and uh, she, in the process, she loves it because she can explore freely. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we've been painting since babies, um, not really babies, but yeah, <laughs> since our age and throughout our entire age. 
um, to the point where like I went a year or two without painting and my dad would pester me. <laughs> he would call me and then he would, he would literally come to my house and deliver like paint supplies. Here you go. Here's some ceramic, fresh ceramic. You can paint on ceramic if you want, yeah. or you can paint on canvas, or you can paint this, or you can paint that. He would always give me the encouragement and, and so does my sister. Yeah. And I think just through that, like we've learned to love it. It's um, so natural. We didn't even have to try. It was just giving to us. Yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of nice that like we took something that, you know, our father had instilled with us since young children. And then we kind of flourished it into a business. And he just kind of looks back and he's so proud of us. Uh, <laughs> and then my, my sister and I, like, we always say like, dad, like, you're going to lead one of our sessions soon. We're going to need your help. We're getting really busy. And he's just like, oh my God. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> so um, I think it's, I think it's beautiful. And I think uh, for, for parents who are listening, um, just, you know, go out to dollar store. Even they have amazing quality supplies or Dollarama or Dollar Tree. I'm not sure what you guys in America have, but um you know, just grab a brush, primary colors, and um, a canvas, and encourage your children to just paint. Uh, watch easy YouTube tutorials. We actually have a lot of YouTube tutorials them, on YouTube. Let them do whatever. Just yeah. be creative and just do your own thing. Yeah. Just make sure they're not wearing something that you absolutely love and that wasn't too expensive. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but but honestly. With that creativity, you'll learn to be confident because you're painting and then, and then with art, it's just practice makes perfect. You know, you have a tiny bit, which is talent, but then 90% is practice. Mm -hmm. And how you hold a brush is only, it only comes from practice. So I think anybody with a tad of creativity and who has a fire to paint, to do anything creative, uh, should just practice, practice, practice. And that's how we've kind of learned to love art. I love that. That'll probably be the title of this episode, the confidence through creativity. I think that is super cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love that. Um, Man, there's so many directions we could take this. You guys are amazing. (laughs) Um, I think the, the direction I'd like to go though, and if it's cool with you guys, what were some of your feelings and emotions when you actually took the leap from your nine to five life to having this business? Um, I'm just going to tell you a few words. (laughs) Let's sum it up. I'd say confusion. (laughs) I was so confused because like, we're not entrepreneurs. I mean, we, we're doing nine to five. Uh, we were told what to do. We were trained. So starting our own business, I was so confused personally. And then you can speak on yourself. And um, before starting you and I paint, um, I was, when I quit my job to start a business with my sister, trying to explore the ideas that like I wanted to do something that was creative. I wasn't sure which direction it was. Loss of identity. <laughs> I, because, you know, my entire life, I was working for a firm or for the city. And then you quit that, you quit architecture um, to start a business. It's like you lose your identity because my entire life, I was known as that person that was doing that for so long. 
And then now, what am I? Until now, like, I feel like, what are we? Like, are we artists? Like, You're entrepreneurs <laughs> now. You're both. Yes, I guess <laughs> it's easy when you say that. Entrepreneurs. But for a while, I was very confused. And you're an artist. Of course. You're an artist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How about you? Um, okay, so I think making the leap is has has to be one of the scariest things yeah, that absolutely. a human can do because you have that cushion, you have that safety net of like, you know, income coming and you know that this much money is going to be in my checkings account on a Friday or, you know, once that is factored out, that's when you feel like you're literally on the street. Yeah, yeah it does feel like that. Um, so, but obviously I, you know, at the time I actually quit my job a few months ago, uh, just when I ended my maternity leave, I didn't go back to work and um, I cried. I literally sat down and I cried like, oh my God, am I actually doing this? Am I going to do this? But then I could not focus on my nine to five while creating a business because my business was a calling and it was getting too intense. It was getting busier. And then that's when I'm just like, you know what? I need to put my full focus and my full passion into this and just kiss my Nine to five, goodbye. No more cushion. And that little cushion. Bye, cushion. Yeah. You got to make your own. It's just. And then honestly, like Ben and I were also extremely grateful that we have partners that allowed us to uh, be. Make the jump. Make the jump as well. Like they kind of supported us, you know, like we have you in a way. But then obviously, like as, you know, us women who we're a little too prideful to be asking our husbands for our money. So. Um, we got to go out there and yeah. make our own. So we had to hustle. And then I think yeah. like, it's also between Ben and I, we kind of like inspired each other every day. We'd, we'd call each other and be like, all right, so we're jobless. Uh, <laughs> let's go get some work done. <laughs> and it just kind of makes you work. Um, it makes you get off your butt. It makes you have sleepless nights. Um, but having to do something for yourself doesn't feel like work is worth a million it's like times better it's like stressful but it doesn't feel like work i don't know how to explain that it's like looking after your kids it's hard work you love them (laughs) exactly (laughs) so honestly i think we made the jump and i could not have wished a better outcome because and i'm sorry like for all the nine to fives i applause you we need you i love you but like, holy moly, you're in that monotone thought process. You actually feel like you're in a limited goal. And, and with me, and I'm going to be quite honest, I feel I felt deappreciated. I felt devalued at my work that my male significant at work were getting paid more than I was while I was doing more than they were because of my situation as a mother and what that does um it gives you so much fuel and so much fire to just say you know what i actually don't need you and i'm going to be me and i'm going to build my own empire with my sister of course (laughs) but (laughs) yeah but yeah um 
making the jump is is extremely tough, but having it's always going to be your side hustle unless you quit that comfort zone and just make that leap and just focus on your side hustle that that could uh give you an income an even better income or yeah. the same income doesn't really depends on what you're after yeah like whatever works for you but for people whatever works for people obviously um and there are people who are passionate about their jobs like even the nine to five yeah. if you're passionate about that and if it's making you um feel good and loving life and all those things and just do that do what makes you happy and that's all that matters at the end of the day we just want to be happy and we just want to be well you know feel complete of course um obviously i didn't feel complete and didn't feel complete and we had to make this move but there are people out there who are loving what they're doing so and and also like you have to we have to understand that there's bosses out there and there are leaders out there you know and the bosses are the ones that push you to become your own leader or your yeah. own boss mm-hmm. because i also feel like i've also been with companies where like i've dealt with a leader and they make you feel valued they make you feel part of the team that you're not you're like you know what i actually want to grow with this company because i feel like i have hope uh whereas there are some bosses who feel and act like they're better than you um who don't really appreciate you and um as as a millennial like i'm sorry but there is no room for that nowadays there's just no room finding a job is like a dating app these days it's not really hard to find a 9 to 5 you know i can i can go to my uh, recruiter and be like find me a job in this sector this 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 and then a day later i get an interview get the job and i'm back to it so it's not hard to find a job but to remain with a leader is always best but if you have someone who's just too good for you um i suggest making the leap <laughs> yeah phenomenal <laughs> phenomenal insight i love it thank you to the both yeah. of you um thank you. what you kind of shared there towards the end was uh something that reminded me of a previous episode that i've had with a guy named john lorito he he spoke about leadership uh and there's just an element of leadership that sometimes we have to to lead ourselves and uh you know it's some he said something else super profound just how you can only do so much reading and studying and looking into it at some point you've got to you've got to try to go actually act and apply what you've learned and try to do the things and um in a way too when i when you guys talk about this quote unquote leap I started thinking of a blank canvas, you know, you guys are essentially taking a leap into what is the unknown, but then you are in charge of what is going to happen, and I think that is a super cool way to look at it. You know, there were times where like Ann and I would be driving, um by the way, Ann and I are always together, like literally 24/7, <laughs> especially now. I made that clear. <laughs> Especially now that we both put our jobs and we have nothing else to do, she lives like seven minutes away from me. So we're doing business together, we're visiting family friends together. So we're always together, which is another benefit of like having your sister as your partner is that you're always doing business without planning to do business. Like we're, let's say, going to my mom's for dinner and we're in the car and then we're talking about business, even though it's not really 
like an actual business meeting, but we're having a business meeting. Well, yeah, I mean, it all started with like Ben <laughs> on Mondays and Tuesdays are only for business. You come to my house, we'll have <laughs> pen to paper and we'll like create some content. <laughs> so reality funny. hits. Yeah. Um, we're not like that. So, so we're just together and talking all the time. So we had this car ride one time and I told Anne and I said, how crazy is this? Like, this is our business. This is our life. And like you said, the blank um, canvas, and we can literally go whatever direction we want. Like this is our, like we make our own fate. I can't even believe it. I've never had that um, opportunity before. Like there's no limit to where you want to go. And there's no, um, you can go whatever direction you want, which is really, really cool when you are your own entrepreneur. You can basically take it to whatever direction you want. But it's also the scariest thing. Yeah, it's pretty um, scary too. It's obviously <laughs> not all um, imagination. It's a lot of it had to do with like almost like breakdowns of thinking like uh, we got to generate our own income. So like we're not having, you know, that like safety net that I was talking to about earlier. Uh, we actually have to go out there and create and generate our own income, our own business, our own uh, connections, our own like, you know, and it's just like, it's those times that, you know, give you that reality check of, you know, owning your business is actually really hard. Um, it's like the up and down roller coaster. Yeah, it's absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But I mean, the reward is worth it. It's However, amazing. it's just, it's very, um, what's the word? It's hard work. It's not easy. And, and I'm sure, I'm sure you know exactly what I mean. It's, it's like generating your own, uh, doing everything by yourself, especially if you're starting. If we don't have a team, yeah. it's just Anne and I. Exactly. We do everything. We basically go there. We play marketing. We're the sales <laughs> yeah. people. We're the we're the the laborers. The laborers picking up chairs and yeah. tables from everything start to finish. We literally set up like sometimes Ben and I call ourselves uh, delivery men, who literally have two trucks on our way to the venue, and we have to set up. As like a table, 50 of them, and all within like an hour and a half. And we're like sweating. And we're like, oh my God, you know, it's almost time. We got to go to the washroom and like look decent and then kind of be like the host person. Like, so welcome to our session. And then the therapeutic session starts. But it's just like, it's the whole day. And then afterwards when, you know, we're all smiles and then the last person leaves the building like, all right, Ben, where are your muscles? And then we're going to start doing everything. <laughs> and then again. we're back to labor mode, you know? And then we're setting up tables. Like I'm saying like heavy, heavy tables. And we're carrying all of that stuff ourselves and like loading up in the truck. And and then we're like, by the time we get home, we're like, oh, what? It's so hard. But the gyms were closed because of COVID. Right. Were they closed? Yeah. Or oh, it's really hard to get into gym. So, yeah. you know, for us, it works. This is the workout. Yeah, <laughs> this like, is your arm gym. day today. Yeah. It's arm day. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> you guys are the whole act. <laughs> the whole yeah, thing. Basically, that's entrepreneurship for you. <laughs> yep. It takes hard work. And that's why it's so important to love it, you know, to love what you do. Um, and because that motivates you to work hard. And then, yeah, at the end of the day, you can go to sleep knowing um, a, you get to do what you want to do and make money and have fun and create your own journey. But B, 
and maybe this should be a, uh, you helped so many other people feel amazing about themselves and about their lives and give them clarity. Cause I'm, I'd imagine, I mean, we haven't gotten too much into this, but I'd imagine there's an element of, um, you know, meditation or, or self-reflection that takes place that gives people the clarity that they're looking for. And so that is just super amazing. Uh, I want to talk about two more things and then we'll kind of wrap this up. One is what it's like to do this while having, you know, four kids, essentially all under the age of four. I got that from your website. Um, and then the other thing is, um, what are your goals now moving forward? I think that's really cool too, to talk about just since you mentioned, you know, you get to create what's next. And so now I'm curious what's, what's next, where you guys are going from here. Okay, I'll say a little about, a little about the first question. Um, what is it like with kids? It's not easy. It's definitely um, tough. Um, but at the same time, I feel like our kids are the drive of why we're doing everything we're doing. Um, they're the reason why we are trying to follow, well, we are following our dream job, our passion. It's because we want to set a good example to them. We don't want them to grow up um, not following what they love. So, you know, they're the main drive to why we want to succeed in any part of our lives, not just work, like in any part, just be good, decent human beings. Um, so, but it's, yeah, like, I don't know, I guess it's difficult, um, but we have amazing support system. Anna and I, we have amazing partners, amazing husbands. Um, my mom is there to help us to whenever we want her to. So they have made it so much easier than it could, could have been. Like, I know it's really difficult for some people that don't have the support, but Anna and I have the support and we're grateful and we're blessed for them. So yeah, it's hard, but it could have been worse, I guess. Right. Yeah, no, it's definitely not easy. Um, I also feel like a lot of women moms are defaulted to be the main caregivers. Um, you know, at the time I was working my nine to five, obviously my husband is the breadwinner in the picture. However, now that I'm sort of starting my own business and then I have the kids simultaneously and it's just like, uh, hello, you know, like he's great. Yeah, he, he's great. Of course. But like, I'm the one every time, for example, the kids get sick, yeah. you're the one sacrificing your work. I'm the one sacrificing my work time to be with the kids and yada, yada. However, like Ben said, we do have an incredible support system. So that definitely helps. My mom's an angel, best grandma ever. Mm -hmm. And then uh, our husband, sometimes like he'll come home and we're like, all right, we love you guys, but yeah, I'm going to step out for some fresh air. And uh, just with that, I a lot think of this planning too, like we got to yeah. plan our times and uh, multitask. And for example, like if we have sessions on the weekend, we got to yeah. plan it with our husbands, with our moms, with everybody, yeah. just to make sure that, you know, they are taken care of and washed for so that um, we can do that. But it's like that for every single mom, whether you have business or like anything in life, it's just, yeah, and sometimes Ben will be like, all right, Ben, I have some a lot of emails to get back. You're going to come watch my kids. Yeah, I literally go there and so we, take, we take else. turns. Yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of... <laughs> or like, hi, Ben, I need to take a shower. Can you come watch my kids? <laughs> Even that is hard, unfortunately. Yeah, it's like it's, hard. It's if, you're a mother, like, if you're a mother, you 
are if your kids are young then it's hard to take a shower it's like yeah no absolutely and honestly like sometimes we have our meetings too like i'll have like zoom calls uh of like corporate jobs who want to hire me to do their uh paint sessions and then as i'm like acting professional i literally have my baby like scream her ass off <laughs> sorry pardon the language but she literally like scream in the background as if like i'm killing her or i have her locked up <laughs> So there's those moments too, where you're just like, yeah, God, give me some patience, please. <laughs> and then, and then there's other moments where it's a little bit more harmony, but it has its ups and downs. Where we want to take our business? Oh my goodness. That's a loaded question. We want to <laughs> come to, what is it? Idaho? Idaho. Yeah. We'd love to have Idaho. you. We want to come to Idaho and teach you how to paint. <laughs> That's exactly where we want to take it. I would Absolutely. love that. Honestly, we want to hopefully take our business worldwide someday. Uh, we want to be able to franchise. We want to be able to take this exact therapeutic experience of painting. Mm -hmm. We want to take it abroad and be like, guys, like there's more to painting. It's yeah. not painting. It does not just painting. There's more to it. There's the whole fourth dimension to it. Like there is like being in a pretty place. It's almost like also working. If you're working from home, imagine you're sitting in the office and you're watching a concrete blog versus sitting in the office and watching the ocean and hearing the ocean and just kind of like having that like, like therapeutic feeling to your soul. And it just like rejuvenates you. If you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. we want to take this model somehow and just kind of like, let more people experience it and let more it. people experience it because we've been getting amazing feedback. So I don't want to just give these people a good time. I want to be able to extend it um, worldwide, hopefully. So well, that would be awesome. Virtual. That would be awesome. I think a lot of people don't have access to it and they would really want to experience that. So <laughs> you've got customers. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And honestly, Right now, we have people tuning in even from Middle East for our virtual sessions. So I want to also extend our free service of virtual sessions to worldwide. As long as they have Zoom and Wi-Fi, they can all join in. But we've had someone from Turkey join us from, at 4 a.m. Oh. oh, man. Yeah. So cute, right? Yeah. Like that's this is why this is why I tell you like we actually love our clients like yeah. love love <laughs> for trusting us to do this for them so they deserve the world almost as much as you love me maybe more <laughs> sometimes she gets on my nerves that's the hard part of like being partners with your sister but I love her so. don't get me started <laughs> we'll leave this for another session <laughs> yeah well thank you guys so much I've got this kind of last segment that I do um, if you've listened to my episodes you know um, it's called the upbeat seat I just ask a few kind of quick questions and then beatbox for you guys at the end oh I would um, love that <laughs> yeah, you might not so you might What's that? You are so talented. I'm oh, thank it. you. Thank you so much. Uh, no, I absolutely love doing it. Um, so we'll get into it. Um, Anne and Ban, what makes you two upbeat? Ooh. How about you say what? <laughs> she knows more than I know myself. What so makes me upbeat? 
I think I am. No, a, you're supposed to say what makes me happy first. Oh, geez. Yeah, answer that for me. <laughs> all right. Well, first of all, you have no beat. I'm just totally kidding. Uh, I think Van is. Um, she is a a renaissance woman for instance like she is a great mom she is a beautiful wifey and uh she's oh my goodness her art actually stay here (laughs) this is not part of the i'm sorry but this is my sister's art oh wow that's amazing (laughs) That if that doesn't make you a beat, I don't know what will. <laughs> I wasn't expecting this, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> no, I were actually like in like her studio press, so all of her art. She is also a little messy when it comes to focusing on her projects. She'll just dump <laughs> the entire like paint canvases on here and forces everyone to look at them, but I just think she's an extremely, extremely talented artist. And uh, she is the one in our family that is like the nucleus of our family. Wow. Which means that she literally connects with every single one of us. And she is kind of like the person that brings everyone together. That's that's band. So I'm going to give her a kiss and a hug after this. I'll give you that. (laughs) Otherwise, other than that, like, she's also very annoying sometimes. Uh, But I mean, which sister isn't? So Yeah, that's family. That's family. Yeah. We're in each other's face every single day. Like, do you think we won't argue every now and then? (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. We're that reality show. Just kidding. Okay. Well, am I supposed to speak about you now? Come on. Well, I was just going to say one thing. So basically, Anne, the way I see her for me, for my life, and for my business, she is literally the engine. The engine of the whole thing. She's making it run. <laughs> Running so smoothly, so perfectly, and without her, so I wouldn't be here. And you and I paint would not exist if she wasn't. You and I paint would not exist with you either. Without you mean without. Oh, sorry. Without <laughs> yeah. yeah. So basically she's the engine of everything. She just makes she's things happen. Vision. Yeah. I'm like the vision and Anne's the person that just makes things happen. Whether it's work, whether it's just like family events, whether it's life. She's just like that type of person that's like... Um, what are we waiting for? The Let's executor? make it happen. Like, yeah, the executor. That's who she is. Okay. She'll be like, what are we waiting for? Let's just make it happen. And she'll just like, boom, make it happen. If I have an idea or if I have something, all I have to do is just call her and she'll make it happen. Even if it's like going to the spa and be like, hey, I'm feeling like, you know, having a spa weekend. She will literally just go. That actually, it. it actually ties to the fact that my sister is a dreamer. I'm the doer. Yes. But together, mm-hmm. We dream. We make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Did that answer your question? Yeah. (laughs) Poor Parker. Parker's like, oh dear God, I should should not have taken that call. (laughs) No way. I absolutely love this. Um, Okay. Who is your number one influence or inspiration besides each other? (laughs) Okay. So I would say a combination of the biggest inspiration is our kids because I mean, we're generally speaking, we're very, you know, 
motivated people. But then after having our children, and I remember I had my kids first, you know, there's just something that happens to you when you have kids and you see life so different once you have your kids, because now you suddenly care about life and you care about yourself. You care about your health because you want to stay and live for them. You care about the world. And I started watching the news. I never used to watch the news. And then suddenly it's like, oops, I'm a mother. What's happening to the world? Because I want to make sure that this life and this world is safe for my kids. It's, it's a strange feeling, but they're definitely the inspiration to why I want to improve myself. I want to improve my life. And I want to, I want this life, this planet to be a better place. It's weird. Like you suddenly care about it. We try to make it a better place for our kids. Absolutely. And, um, inspirate, what was the other one? Influence besides ourselves. Dad, hello. Yeah, no, I was thinking of dad. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Definitely our dad. He's the best male. In this, yeah, like to the point where it makes you speechless. Yeah, I love him so much. He's definitely influenced us in so many ways, so many ways. And uh, he's uh, made us very confident women, no matter what situation, no matter what you're going through, no matter where you are, how down you are. If you call my dad, he will just pick you up and just be like, "Um, it's okay, you know, it'll get better. And then he'll tell you how it's going to get better. So he's definitely. Until now, he's out and forever will be our number one inspiration and influence. <laughs> influencer. Yeah. yeah, our dad is, and mom, oh my gosh. Oh, don't yet. Yeah. Let's just not go there. <laughs> They're the best parents in the world. So, yeah. We just love our mom and dad. We sound so childish. We just love mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Okay, this one's kind of a fun one, but what kind of music do you guys listen to? Mm. Oh gosh. Okay. Depends what you what mood you're in. Everything. I mean, like when you're in a car, you're listening to hip hop, trance, house, house. But I like this deep soul stuff. You know, like let's get down, let's get down to business. (laughs) I love that song, especially when you're like, like actually working your butt off, and you're like, like wait a slave and you're just like oh. and then you put the song on and you're just like yeah we're fired up yeah it all depends it all depends which one i don't know my house is your house <laughs> and your house is mine your house is mine so um i also like this uh this what is, i don't even see the funny thing is like i'm not so familiar i love music but i don't know what they're called so there's like deep soul stuff deep soul. that i just youtube and i just yeah. Blast it out loud, and I just start painting, yeah. and like Full lounge, my soul, soul leaves me. <laughs> okay, yeah. maybe we'll see. And we also love to listen to Turkish. Yeah, feeling in the mood. Middle Eastern music. We listen yeah. to that too. Turkish Middle music. Eastern I love music. it so much. It takes Iranian Caucasus and Mohsen <laughs> Kormazi, and we like to some listen to Amrudiyab and uh, <laughs> Nancy Adram. Why are you saying it like that, though? Because it's who we are. You can't deny that. She's pronouncing it like the perfect Arab way. Yes. A little bit more extra. It's very extra. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you guys have any favorite TV shows right now? Oh, man. Mm -hmm. She can answer that because I don't watch TV. I'm a Netflix junkie. Yeah. I (laughs) like to admit that I watch Netflix, that, you know, there's a lot of quotes out there saying, you know, 
replace Netflix with reading and replace this. No, I'm not replacing my Netflix. Okay. <laughs> I uh, watched Vikings. Uh, so far, I'm watching that. I also love to play PS4. So I'm getting my train of thought is getting to. Uh, but honestly, anything that's in trend in terms of like series, I watch. Favorites? Jeez, there's literally so many good ones that I'm just going through a creative block right now. I can't really think of them. Do you have any? Do we have any? I don't watch TV. I, every time I try and I don't know, my mind goes low attention span. Yeah. <laughs> it's I don't fall asleep. I just don't. I really don't enjoy it as much. I would rather paint or go on YouTube on my phone or just go on Clubhouse. Clubhouse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> love, love Clubhouse. Okay, so yeah. let's change the question a little bit. What's like a favorite... What's like a favorite YouTube channel? Holy smokes. Coco Melon. According to my history, <laughs> it's Coco Melon and Baby Beam and Baby Bum. Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig. Uh, what else is my... Uh, I am... I'm not joking. I am su- subscribed to about 150 uh, baby shows because all my toddler does is literally like sometimes if I have a meeting, I'm Hey, here's my phone. Do you want my phone? <laughs> and it should like go on YouTube and subscribe to every single channel so that when I do go on YouTube, I have like colorful uh, history of just cartoons. Uh, we don't really watch YouTube, to be honest. But obviously, well, after following you, I might hit up some. There's one guilty pleasure. <laughs> I love Wendy Williams. <laughs> No, I love her. I actually do. I enjoy watching Wendy Williams. There you go. I, I'll put it on when I'm doing my makeup. Nice. You should be watching Ross Band. No, Wendy Williams art skills. No, <laughs> I'll stick to Wendy Williams. She's like the only thing, and that's, some documentaries here and there. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, okay, favorite social media platform to use, oh. and and where people can connect with you. I think, well, Instagram is probably the best for us right now and the easiest. And I always find myself going to Instagram. I do have Facebook. I'm not as active on Facebook. My sister is a little bit more because she's actually the marketing person for our business. So she does use that for marketing. And um, that's it for me. Yeah, this is our account. Sorry about my dirty phone, but our account is called you and i paint i am the master of my account um but our favorite platform is well my favorite sorry is actually instagram i live and breathe instagram a little bit too too much but uh it's been great it's been great yeah and then the second i would say it's between clubhouse and facebook clubhouse is when i'm feeling you know um like i want to learn something i want to like tune into the conversations I actually follow some great moderators. Uh, um, Emily Lyons, she's my favorite girl um, that I usually, every time she has something, I always tune in. Awesome. Well, we've reached the end of the show, which means it's time to do some beatboxing. Um, (laughs) It might not, I'm just going to preface it with this. Zoom does not really capture the beatboxing very well, but I will have it recorded and I'll send it to you guys so you guys can have that. But um, yeah, I'll go ahead and do a quick beatbox with your your, your names in it. 
Amazing. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Wow. This is for and wow, things written in bank. There you go. <laughs> that is, oh my God, you're amazing. Can we have you come and do that on one of our shows? That would like, be fun. I would love that. If you ever come to Canada, please, we would love to have you. That's incredible. You're so talented. That's incredible. Good Thank job. Thank you. Thank you. Pure yeah, that's, that's fun. I think it'd be kind of interesting to see the art that would come listening to that. <laughs> Probably be everywhere, but. <laughs> that's, that's just pure talent. People will love that. Yeah, absolutely. I cannot wait to share it. That's really cool. Thank you for sharing that. Thank awesome. You for saying, thank you for saying my name. Yeah, of, <laughs> co- of course. I feel cool. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, you guys, for being on Upbeat. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you for you. having us. Thank you for having us. So there you have it, my interview with Ann Merritt and Ban Marcos, two just phenomenal ladies. This was one of the funnest interviews I've done. It was just an absolute blast. They're so fun. Uh, we'd love to stay connected with you. You can find me on my website, parkerkane.co, parkerkane.co, and you can find them and their social media and Instagram and all that from their website, youandipaint.com. If you enjoyed this episode or got value from the episode, please share it with a friend and leave an upbeat review that is always super appreciated. You guys are the best. I'll see you next week. This is Upbeat with beatboxer, musician, speaker, and show host, Parker K. Subscribe at parkerk.co.